everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Grace Sufficient Podcast. This is your boy, Johnny and Priscilla. And we're so excited to have you guys again on another episode. We're so excited. Uh, This is going to be the ending of our G-O-O-G-W. (laughs) G-O-O-G-W. Get out of God's way. It's been such an amazing uh, theme. Um, This is something that we've been we've been talking about in our youth group and our youth services and it has really represented a, a a place of growth for not just not just us as pastors but like for for also our leaders and 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 our youth um how easily it is to get in god's way and whether it's insecurities lack of faith or or culture beliefs or or peer pressure friends culture i mean you name it it is very easy to get get in front of Gasway and sometimes prolong the the destiny that God has for you in your life. Yeah, and get in the way of the process and the progress too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to to talk about these things because sometimes you might think that you're doing all the right things and then still wonder like what's going on? Why am I waiting so long or why why are things not going this way? And it's sometimes it's it's, it's good to evaluate that a lot of times it can be because of us um getting in god's way or in our own way which is something that i do sometimes (laughs) hey we all i feel like we all do it (laughs) at some point yeah but let's jump right in so i was telling our youth that when i was preparing this message i really didn't know what to name it i named one of the names was the killer of callings which is pride i also had in my mind the back end of the blessing and on the other side I had um, uh, throwing stone to empty cans, which is a story about me growing up with my dad and throwing stones to an empty can and me ultimately hitting my dad in the back of the head because I was distracted and I was too impatient, (laughs) which is something that many of us do in our walk with God. Mm -hmm. We become a little too impatient and we end up hurting the people around us. Yeah. Well, but in today's... (laughs) episode we're gonna highlight the story of david um this Uh, daniel oh my goodness (laughs) sorry y'all that was a pure pregnancy brain moment at its finest but i will say david's story is very good too david (laughs) i mean daniel what did i say oh my goodness now i'm confused all right so let's jump right Um, in daniel we're reading in the book of daniel so we we, we're reading uh or going based on the first three chapters of the book of daniel Essentially, in a short version of it, uh, Babylon had invaded Jerusalem and Daniel and four of his friends, which I will not be pronouncing the names because I I butcher them, but um, they were exiles from Jerusalem and they wanted fine looking, strong people to represent Babylon. So they were among those people that that were going to be selected now. Whenever Daniel and his four friends came came to the place, uh, they were being forced to to dress, to eat, the same way that they did in Babylon. But for for uh, for the Hebrew um, descendants or culture or beliefs, it was going against and contrary to everything that they believed in. So in a way, um, they were in a place where they were almost forced to to be stripped of the or of their identity. Yeah. When when this happened. Uh, Daniel and his friends said, look, allow us to eat vegetable and vegetables and water for 10 days 
and let us prove to you that we will look better than anyone else here. The, the word that Daniel said, or that is said here, it says in verse 8, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself by mm -hmm. eating the food and wine given to them by the king. Mm -hmm. And so 10 days later, uh, sure enough, they come back and they look better, healthier, stronger than the people that were eating the same food that the king was eating. So uh, they allowed him to continue to with his diet. Um, in this story, essentially, Daniel's favor, I mean, God's favor, it's upon Daniel and his friends, and they eventually actually become part of uh, of an important place in Babylon. Mm -hmm. And in chapter two, we, we see King, oh my goodness, here we go, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, and he has a dream that has been tormenting him. And he asks all the, um, and it, I think it's in chapter two somewhere, but yeah. like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to mm -hmm. say magicians because I don't think that's the word, but the people that, um, adivinadores, what do you call that? Um, they would guess, like, I think that I, let me read down a little bit while you talk. But essentially he asked anybody that could interpret the dreams within the, the province of Babylon. Oh, I found it. Yep. There were no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can mm -hmm. reveal the king's secret. That's in Correct. Um, 27. And the wild two. thing is that King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar, he said, if you guys don't interpret my dream, I'm going to execute all of you guys. That's very intense. Very prideful, <laughs> very, you know, <laughs> radical man. Yeah. Um, and But he w wanted the dream to be interpreted, but he didn't tell anybody the dream. So it was like, I want you guys to tell me what the dream was about, but I'm not telling you what the dream is about. That's kind of like when you ask me, hey, babe, what it's do like, you want to eat? What do you want to eat? No. Just feed me. Or more like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah. You should nothing. know. <laughs> but it's something like that. That's so, an impossible so position to be in. It really is. But Daniel, when Daniel finds out about it, he's like, God, please give me the understanding and the wisdom to be able to interpret this dream so wow. we don't, yeah. you don't get murdered. Mm -hmm. God reveals the dream to him and he goes to King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. I'm getting there. You're Nebuchadnezzar. Getting there. Yeah. And um <laughs> and he interprets the dream for him and automatically essentially what the dream was about was a statue of 90 feet tall and 99 feet uh wide. And that represented the kingdom of Babylon and there was a rock that hit the statue fell over and he became a mountain and essentially what the dream represented was that there were going to be different kingdoms after um after babylon and eventually the kingdom of god was going to come and overcome because of all their their sin and craziness that was happening at that time chapter three now this is obviously we're going kind of fast yeah. through the whole thing right but in chapter three this is where it gets real good I'm sorry. I'm going to pause you right there. Go ahead. Imagine if this was a movie. That would be Like, dope. especially when we get to the, you know, the fire scene. Yeah. That would be, that crazy. Would be crazy. Spoiler alert. Thanks, babe. Sorry. It's I'm really just kidding. Good. It shouldn't be a spoiler alert <laughs> because if he is a spoil to you, you don't, you're not reading your Bibles. <laughs> it's like Priscilla, we were watching The Chosen yeah. and she's like, oh my God, don't tell me what happens. It's like, you should know I what know, happens. I knew it <laughs> happened when Jesus was there with the fishermen, but... Go I wanted to see it for my like for <laughs> myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, chapter three. King Nebuchadnezzar 
Uh, he builds a statue and he calls anyone from any nation, any kind of power, any race, and they tell him to come in front of the statue and to bow, bow down to the statue that represented, represented him and his kingdom. And he said, whoever does not bow down will be, will be thrown into a furnace and be burned alive. So this is happening. Mm -hmm. Imagine this, and this is where this is where our message kind of starts and what we're talking about. Imagine being around in, in a around a bunch of people. Imagine being a, around a bunch of people that are bowing bowing down to a statue, because if you don't, you're gonna get killed. And then Daniel's three friends say, "I will not worship you. I will not bow down." I only will worship and bow down to God. When this happens, he was furious. He actually put the heater or the yeah. furnace seven times hotter than it already was. And he threw the uh, Daniel's three friends into the furnace alive. The fire was so hot that the, that the soldiers that carried them into the fire died when they put him inside the fire. And here's where it gets real good. Mm -hmm. They went into the furnace and then King Nebuchadnezzar with amazement looked at them and said, hey, I thought we threw three men in there. It's like, yes, we did, your majesty. And there was three men completely untouched inside of the fire. And, and there was a fourth man that looked like a god. Mm -hmm. They come out of the furnace that was seven times hotter after the soldiers had died because of how hot it was. And they come out completely safe mm -hmm. untouched and even the bible says that it didn't even smell like smoke yeah not a hair on their look at god was singed and their clothes clothing was not scorched they didn't even smell of smoke mm -hmm. and this is a cool story this is amazing i mean i'm sure that most of us at some point have heard about the story and if you haven't take the time to read it but how many times have we been in a place of peer pressure and we given yeah uh-oh coming for y'all's yeah toes on my step on your toes today how many times have you been around a group of friends that tell you let's get drunk and you do it not because you necessarily want to but just because you're among friends and you don't want to be made fun of how many times have you been in a place where friends have asked you to do drugs and how many times have you been in a place where you knew that having sex with a certain person or having sex at all because you're not married yet was a bad decision And we are placed in situations where we we it seems like we're forced to make decisions, but but sometimes those are little trials and little tests that unfortunately a lot of people fail because they're not looking at the big picture. Yeah, and in your actions and your walk with God and your testimony, um, eventually people will see that when you are tried by the fire or when when you go through situations and you don't give in. And you come out the other side victorious and with God, like just like it happened to hear in the story in, um, in chapter four, verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. Um, he, he ended up this king and this terrible man ended up like praising, praising God. God, praising their God. But he's still like in the next chapters continue to mess up. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we all do bad. at some point, right? Yeah, he's still bad. But it it um the way it the, the way that he 
was able to witness that firsthand and then he was like praise him like all glory went to god in that moment and no matter what other people in our lives may you know we're not in charge of their lives and we can't control their actions but they can see god's hand in our lives Mm -hmm. and all we have to do is be a testament and and plant the seed and how do we how do we do that it's it's by our actions too it our relationship with christ isn't just to like fortify and and um be of nourishment nourishment to ourselves and and keep like a good relationship with god it's not just that it actually blesses other people and it can in your walk with god you can other people can be um ministered by it by just the way that you you walk with god you're yeah as a as a christian and in your walk with god you will feel sometimes that you are literally put into a furnace your life will get more complicated your friends are gonna start looking at you different and even your family at times they're gonna be like oh why are you so involved with church and why are you doing this now you've changed and this and that and it just feels like the world's falling apart and then you continue to move on and having faith and trust that god has a purpose for everything that he does and you will come out of that fire just like the story here in chapter three says. And God will use your testimony to bless other people because just because they came out unarmed, they unharmed, they could have just done that and nobody would have seen what God did and how amazing he was. And they it would have just be left at that. Sometimes God is going to use your, t- your situation to bless other people around you, which is so amazing. There's some things that... Um, and three of the things that are the most important and and the back end of the blessing in this aspect is like you could identify with something that God did in your life and you could you could let that become your identity and not and and forget that the identity that you have is from God. In Daniel, in many occasions, Daniel could have been like, oh, look, I'm, I'm a dream inter- interpreter, like I can interpret dreams and this and that. And to get so caught up into his knowledge and this that he becomes about him. We have, excuse me, to be really careful with with what we pray for. And when we get the thing that we pray for, how we react after that. Oh, baby, baby Gabby. just woke up, so I'm going to take care of her. <laughs> no worries, I'll continue. But um, we just have to be really careful with with how we take care of the blessing. Because there's there's here's the thing. We pray for a lot of things. We could pray for, say we pray for a car. We could be pray for a career. We pray for for a relationship and then we let the the thing that we pray for define us and define our identity, define who we are. And then we we almost even become entitled sometimes. And the killer and I could tell you this and reassure you on this. The killer of any calling is called pride. If you really look back all the way back to where it all started. Oh, my baby. It's okay, baby. Where we, where we, when you look back at where it all started, back, back, back in the beginning, what was the one thing that kicked the devil out of heaven? You're right. It was pride. P-R-I-D-E. And pride has a big I in the middle. And when you become, and when you let things, the things that's supposed to bless you become your identity, you are taking the place that belongs to God. Be careful not to make of any of your blessings or anything that's surrounding you, your idol, because God is a very jealous God and God is a God that gives and also a God that takes away. And in this story, I think it's amazing that 
that God has come through and like reveal his power and amazement in, in, in a public way. But there is times that God is going to bless you in the private places. And, and it's something that is beautiful because it's a relationship that you and you and God have. And when you have these moments with God, it just, God, God reveals things to you in secret places. And a lot of times you have to be quiet. You have to be listening. You have to be paying attention because God does speak in a very quiet manner sometimes. And if you're not listening, if you're too distracted with friendships, partying, and, and all these things going on in your life sometimes will be really, really hard to hit, hear the, the voice of God. So just be careful. Don't let no object, don't let no, no career, no relationship, no friends, no ministry define who you are. Whenever somebody asks you, and, and this is something that I want you to ask yourself, ask yourself, this, I'm going to ask you this question, pause it, think about the answer, and then I want you to play the video after this. What are three things that define you? Mm-hmm. Pass, a, pass a, uh, the video or the audio and answer the question and I'll be writing. Hey, glad you're back. Anyways, the three things that define you are the things that, that perhaps you think that make you who you are. Whether you said, I'm a mom, uh, I'm, a, I'm a manager and I'm, I'm this. Remember that before anything and after anything, you will be and you will always be a child of God. And your identity should always be placed on God first. And this happened to me. I went on my Instagram bio and I hear trying to put like, oh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm this and that. And then I got like put in, in my heart. It's like before any of that, you're my child. So I changed my Instagram bio. And if you go there, you'll see child of God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it, it was definitely amazing. Uh, three chapters. And now, guys, really important, like. Us, you know, having a little moment with you guys and being able to share the word of God with you guys on a weekly basis is nice, but it is on the intimacy that you have with God on a one-on-one level that God will reveal things to you that that he won't reveal to us. And it's like when you're eating food, like our pastor described like sermons as being like a snack. You cannot leave off of a snack. You have to continuously feed your spirit. And the way you do that is by praying and reading the Bible. Don't let this be the only thing that feeds your spirit because it can come to the point where eventually your spirit will die because you don't have enough nutrition for it. Yeah. And we've talked about it too. I think when we talked about fasting, mm-hmm. um, the spirit and the flesh and how they're in constant battle and you, we all have to run on something. And if we fuel our spirit, then we are we're gonna want that more if we fuel our flesh we're gonna want to fuel our fle- our flesh and have those desires more and it's yeah it's gonna be easier to sin and it's just like i guess just going back to what you were saying like it's your relationship with god it all comes down to it and and you can be you know there, there's no problem on starting somewhere like if you know you're struggling, if you know like, oh, it's hard for me to have a relationship with God, start somewhere. And the fact that you know that, that that's a place of weakness, that's fine. It's a place to start and God is okay with that and God will work with that. But is your intentions in your heart, like making sure that you're actually like, like wanting to make the first move 
because God is always there waiting for you. It is not a matter of like, oh, God has drawn away from me. No, like God is still the same. He's the same guy that was back there with Daniel. He's a bit the same guy that is right now with us. Mm-hmm. But the only un- the only denominator or the only in- unconstant is called human beings is us. So if we remain constant, constant, you will see constant blessings, constant spiritual endeavor. I mean, you will find everything in a constant manner as long as we're constant. But if we do a lot of this, we do a lot of roller coaster. Daniel and his three other friends were a perfect example of this constant and how like all the way from their diet and that um, they're like, give us 10 days. We'll prove it to you. And they did not bend to Mm -hmm. the king's ways they also didn't bend when it was it came down to their lives and Mm -hmm. worshiping this thing this it was a statue right yeah um they were they remained constant they remained faithful to god and that hard work that that will pay off yeah it's harder just like you were saying the christian life can be harder you you get tried in different ways it's easier to sin yeah everybody can do that Mm. but yeah it, it does take work to to seek God and to want his, his we'll tell you this. righteousness. Being being a, a follower of Jesus, one of the hard <laughs> <laughs> being a follower of Jesus is one of the hardest things to do, but it's one of the most rewarding things you'll ever Absolutely. do. And you'll never, never regret, regret it once it. you're once you find that peace within God. Amen. It's amazing. Yeah. But guys, this is um the last episode of Get Out of God's Way or G O O G yeah w you got it <laughs> well we're gonna do it in spanish and then that will correct be our last one but um we hope you stick around with us for the next uh the next chapter the next uh, episode we love you guys and we hope that this has truly blessed your life in some sort of way and if you has please go ahead and share this message uh if you're watching from my youtube make sure to give it a thumbs up and uh subscribe if it's something that's fun you find valuable and yeah Thank you for being part of this family. We love you guys and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.